buttons and pulling triggers. This is Gun Funny. Welcome to Gun Funny episode 26. Today we're going to chat with Bree Warner from Tactical, introduce a new character named Balthazar, and talk about the new Smith & Wesson 380 Shield EZ. Today's panel is Sean Heron, Lisey Lean, and I'm Ava Flannell. And is it weird that I'm already dreading the prank call today? <laughs> no, it's not weird because I'm actually dreading listening to it. I am too. It's not fun at all. Uh, yeah, it's very dark and disturbing and creepy. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, I think the only word I have for it is creepy. Yeah. I think what's creepiest is uh, you've been using his Balthazar has been coming out in the office all morning. Yeah, Has it? Yeah. yeah. You've been talking like a freaking emo all morning. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that's great. That's awesome. I'm really happy that that's happening. I mean, no, I'm not even going to do it. I don't even want to talk like that. I don't want you to talk like that either. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, before we get into things, let's real quick talk about... Manicore Arms. So we have a Manicore Arms, new advertiser on the show, and they make a lot of cool products. Are you familiar or have you seen their AK-47 stuff? Uh, I'm looking at it right now online, actually. I like the, uh, they have that triangle stock for the AK, and they have some uh, pretty cool muzzle devices. I don't know. What's your favorite? So for me, uh, I've got the Nightbreak on my AK and then I've got the extended alpha rail key mod four end uh-huh. which I, I didn't really know what the name of it was so I just had to read that but I do actually have it and I love it it's uh you know it, it's it took my AK and we have the same AK I took the stuff that came with it off and then put that that extended alpha rail on there and I, I really like it it's uh go to the website manicorearms.com and then click on AK 47 stuff and you'll see it's actually got a really good look to it and uh, definitely gives me a, a good place to hold my hand but yeah, they've got lots of AK stuff, lots of Tavor stuff, lots of, uh, what is it? AR stuff. AR stuff. The, um, uh, I mean, they really, Manicore Arms is definitely known for their bullpup stuff, their bullpup products. Yep. Um, like uh, for for the Tavor, now they've got X95 products. They've got Steyr Aug, um, the brand Scorpion Evo. They're actually getting pretty well known for. They've made a lot of modifications to that too. So just all kinds of cool stuff, but go check them out on manicorearms.com. Whether you have an AK, an AR, whatever you have, go check out all their products and I'm sure you'll find something you like. And the best part is, is when you do find something you like, you can get 15% off. Are you kidding do you me? Know, yeah. You know how? I have no idea. If I did, I would have gotten 15% off. Oh, so you paid full price? I did. Okay. Well, uh, if you use GunFunny15, that gets you 15% off. What? That's that's Gun Funny 15. You heard it here first, ladies and gents. Gun Funny 15. Why doesn't anyone tell me about this stuff? Because uh, it wouldn't be any fun on the show if we told you about everything. Uh, yeah. I don't uh, know. Maybe because we don't talk to you after the show's done. <laughs> because you, you use weird accents that creep us out. All right. That's cool. So, yeah. Yesterday, I'm the hero. Today, I'm the zero. That's that's awesome. Really happy about it. Let's talk about Brie. <laughs> I want that 15%. Are you kidding me? I'm following along here. Learn the things you never knew on Deconstructing the Industry. Bree, how are you doing today? I'm good. That was quite that was quite the like musical interlude. I love it. Uh, yeah, well, you I know. I feel very like dynamic now. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> we like to make uh, everything very dramatic. Yeah, yeah, especially Sean does. <laughs> I can see what kind of show it's going to be today. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so um, you you wear a ton of different hats. Uh, you're kind of, you know, you're sort of all over the place. Uh, for those who don't know who you are, what you do, uh, can you just kind of explain what that is? Yeah, yeah. No, no, definitely. I feel like I should have like a haberdashery with all my hats. But uh, <laughs> no, basically, I, I kind of... I started in entertainment. That was sort of my ultimate background, uh, working in television and film, actually as an actor and then also um, producing. And then from there, kind of sort of evolved into like the firearms world. But I mean, I between uh, working still in film and television, I actually own a, uh, a firearms training company that I do that I'm kind of specifically geared towards women. Um, but I also work as a part time in law enforcement. I do graphic design, photography. I mean, I think pretty much I've discovered that I uh, I get bored really easily with things. So I kind of need to occupy myself pretty, uh, pretty substantially. 
and you're pretty much good at everything. So uh, that's great. Well, I don't know. I mean, I guess I'm a drain. <laughs> you're of like, all well, trades. you know, I'm, I'm... when you have this many uh, great. Uh... <laughs> I'm learning to master at least one of them. We'll, we'll, we'll see how that goes. You said you started out as an actress. Um, you haven't always been interested in guns then? No, I mean, I like it was one of those things where I didn't grow up around that at all. I mean, I, I kind of came from it from left field. But uh, in my acting producing world, like I was doing a lot of sort of uh, cop roles and things of that nature. And so that was sort of always around it in an entertainment point of view. But um, I have to say, like, I, I was in California for quite some time. I know that's typically not a very gun friendly land, uh, mm-hmm. nor is entertainment world. So it's actually been really fun to sort of transition into firearms and be really passionate about it and and also kind of now pull people into the fold uh, that are you know that have known me for years in entertainment that probably never would have uh, aligned themselves with somebody who was pro-gun but now they're they're getting really curious which I love. (laughs) Was your first exposure to guns like doing some training uh, to kind of just make yourself a little bit more proficient for the acting world? Yeah, it was actually, a matter of fact. Um, so basically how I kind of fell into it is that I'm, I'm real big on like training in general, even as an actor. So the more cop roles I was getting, I thought, you know what, let me let me kind of have a vested interest because there's a lot of bad uh, performances, if you will, in TV and film with in and around uh, firearms. So yeah. from there, I actually, I, I went on a, a date. Uh, I was dating somebody on our fourth date. Uh, he decided to take me to the range, probably thinking that like, oh, well, let's see if she even likes this. Uh, and not only did I like it, uh, but I, I totally fell in love with it. And so from there, just started like, tr- like just training wickedly with as many great you know people that I could. I did a lot of stuff with a gentleman named Larry Vickers, who's former Delta Force, uh, Kyle DeFore. So I was kind of like a training snob. Uh, but from there, I, I just really fell in love with it. And I think, amazingly, you know, who knew that a, a fourth date experience would have actually stuck and inspired me to to go even further with it with actually instruction. So now that you're firearm savvy, savvy, do you uh, catch on to a lot of like incorrect terminology or, actors, oh my gosh, you know, <laughs> yes. handling the firearms wrong? Because like for me, it's anytime I'm watching like an action movie that involves guns, I can't help but just be like, oh, they're holding it wrong, or you know, like oh, yeah. it's just like you oh. catch so many errors and it drives me nuts. I can't even enjoy the film. Well, it's funny because like, you know, when I uh, when I was first kind of getting into it, I think, you know, I didn't want to become one of those people that just completely ripped apart everything that I saw. But the more and more I watched, I realized like how many just gross errors, whether it is like the um, the descriptions and the nomenclature of a particular firearm, but really more even just the function of dealing with it. And I'm, I'm a big sticker, obviously, like, you know, you watch and you see people fingers on the trigger, they're, they're not holding it and gripping it well. And, and it's actually, it's, it's gotten to the point now where I've become that obnoxious person that I can't even sit in a movie theater and like, just watch. I mean, even something as silly as, you know, uh, watching a scene and going, okay, they have no, they have a plate carrier, but they have like no plates in them. Like you can clearly see that it's like an empty piece of fabric. Uh, (laughs) And I'm like, Probably the actor was complaining that it was too heavy and they didn't want to wear it. So, you know, it's one of those things. It's understandable. Play carriers suck. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, come on, suck it up. But uh, no, I mean, it's it's actually been really funny because, I, like I said, I still do work in film and television. And I actually uh, i am just coming off of a first season of a new series called Big Dogs uh, that we did. And, and I was sort of working on that on the production side of things and I was a big advocate you know it's it's a tv show with a lot of gunplay and I'm like we need to do this right because I cannot like I cannot be associated with a project like this and then have things on screen that are totally inaccurate absolutely so what made you want to become a firearms instructor um that came out of a probably I'm sure Ava you've experienced like when you're sort of a lone female in any given situation like in a classroom environment Mm -hmm. um I found that it, uh, it's, it could be a little intimidating for a lot of people. I mean, I was kind of grew up a tomboy, so I always had like a bunch of like guy friends. So it didn't necessarily bother me so much. But the more training I was getting involved, like I was sort of, you know, maybe one of two or three girls at most ever in any given class. And, you know, there's a certain, you know, there's a certain rapport that like dudes have with each other. And it's a lot of like busting each other's chops and things like that, which like I'm fine to hang with, but I, as I was going through it, I realized I'm like, there's probably a lot of women that would love to learn and maybe love to do these really cool tactical classes, but just don't, you know, for them, this type of learning experience wouldn't be like productive. And so for me, it kind of came out of that, of wanting to 
be able to provide some kind of training for women that, um, you know, wasn't like some silly, let me just, um, you know, make it like dummy it down and make it like, oh, it's a basic class. Like I'm all about teaching women to be total like rock stars, but in an environment that they actually are more conducive to learning. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's, that's actually when I was uh, getting all of my like NRA credentials, all of the NRA counselors that taught me, they were just all like drill sergeant. Uh, just, I mean, you would, I was definitely like being a, you know, a beginner back then, like there's a lot of questions that I had, but I was definitely uh, hesitant to ask them just because of the situation. So yeah, totally. Well, I mean, you're, you're kind of talked down to, and, and even to this day, like, I mean, it's, it's not uncommon that I walk into a class because even though I teach, like I'm always a big advocate of constantly doing my own training for myself. So I'm still going and taking classes and, you know, and I, again, I'm still probably one of the one or two people in that class that's a chick, but you know, I, I usually get met with a lot of unsolicited advice, uh, in the first 10 minutes. And then eventually as we all start to shoot and, and I think everybody starts to like, you know, their egos checks out everybody else's targets. Um, typically then the, the unsolicited advice ends, which is nice, but you know, it's, I'm hoping that one day it won't be like that, but until that, that sort of mindset changes in the, in the gun culture, uh, I'm like I said, I'm in the mindset of, I'm going to teach the women that I, I get to train to like walk into any of these environments and not feel self-conscious, not feel like that they don't have the confidence to just go and, and, you know, rock it out and, and play with the big boys really. Absolutely. What was your favorite kind of training that you've done so far? Um, I, I have a really funny story. So apparently I'm very motivated by chocolate, and that's kind of important to the story. So I, I did a, um, a CQB, so like a close quarter combat kind of class. It was a live fire shoot house uh, that I did actually with Larry Vickers. Um, really phenomenal training. I mean, it was it was very military-based where it's like teaching you room clearances and things like that. So, you know, there's obviously a lot of moving parts uh, with that type of training. It's very different than being on a, a static line where you're just shooting at a piece of paper, you know, downrange. And so moving in a 360-degree world is very, uh, it's very overwhelming for the first time. So, you know, as I was kind of beginning that day, you know, I will admit, like, there was a lot going on. And I didn't feel like my groups were as good as they could be. Like, I know how I shoot typically. So I also realized where I needed to sort of dial it in. And at one point, uh, unbeknownst to me, uh, our instructor Larry found out that I really like chocolate. So as a motivating factor, he decided during lunch to go buy a bunch of Hershey bars. And he literally stapled them around the black on any given target. <laughs> and the goal was as long as I got everything in the black and I didn't shoot the chocolate, I got to leave with the chocolate that day. Uh, and I will say it actually worked. And um, <laughs> it's amazing how when you're properly motivated, how your groups get really tight. So I'm going to start stapling cookies to Ava's targets. <laughs> exactly. Totally works. I'm, I'm telling you, it's a great it's a great trick. <laughs> OK, first of all, Sean, can we just for the record, I definitely shoot tighter groupings than you do. Oh, oh I'm not. All right. And I would be I would be out there stapling that white cake. But you know how that well that's going to work. It's not going to work at all. It'd be like a soup sandwich, but Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you do love cookies. I do. I, I mean, I love sugar. <laughs> I love anything. I love, you know, liquor and cookies and She doesn't discriminate. Yeah. No, no. Awesome. So we could put a bunch of like little mini like vodka bottles in. Yeah, there chocolate. we go. Yes. I that's think even that's better. What we awesome. should do for me. That, that I think just all of amazing. us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's our next YouTube video. The next YouTube video is just me like licking the liquor off of all my targets. <laughs> that, that is the no shoot target. So, you know. Uh, so right now you live in New York. And I do. I do. I, it's, I consider it behind enemy lines, really. But yes. Right. Uh, <laughs> I, I lived in New York City for eight years. And this is when I did. I wasn't uh, into guns. But I think once I moved back to Colorado and started... Um, you know, a career with uh, firearms. I think a lot of my friends from back east think that I lost my mind. How <laughs> how is it being in New York, being pro gun? Because um, I mean, for the most part, you would think that you would think that you know, I mean, the crime rate's pretty high, and that people would be fairly pro gun. And I mean, I'm not saying that everyone's anti gun, but it's definitely more of a liberal state. Can you describe what that's like? Oh, yeah. No, for sure. I mean, I, I started in New York City as well. And then I 
at least liberated myself enough to I moved just just outside of the city where it's a little bit more freeing. But nonetheless, I mean, the state is what what it is. But in the city, for sure, I mean, I, I think just the level of crime right there and just the experience of living amongst 8 million people, it is kind of amazing to me that the whole idea of being able to defend yourself really isn't an option. I mean, whether it's, it, we're talking like not just firearms, we're also talking about um, certain, you know, types of uh, knives, uh, you know, pepper spray is not allowed. Like there's just, you really don't have a lot of options as a civilian to defend yourself, which is crazy to me in a city that's like, of again, 8 million people where crime is, you know, it's pretty prevalent. I mean, let's, mm -hmm. you know, it's it's safer than it probably was in the 80s, but it's still nonetheless, you know, we live in the world that we live in. Um, and then just outside of it, you know, I find that it's it's really hard as a pro-gun person, mainly because I see so many people that are now, whether they were liberal or not liberal or just maybe wasn't uh, kind of accustomed to the gun culture, but now that they see, they watch the news, they see what's going on in the world, that they want to defend themselves. So now they start the process to try to get a firearm, and it's so difficult for people because it's like in order for you to even apply for uh, a permit, you have to sort of already know and pre-decide and purchase the firearm that you want to buy, which, you know, the irony is you can't actually walk into a store uh, and, and hold a gun, fire it, even get a sense of if you'll like it, until you have a permit. So it's this weird catch-22, which is very counterintuitive, obviously. So, you know, there are ways of, of sort of moving around that. You know, there's ability to, to take people into Connecticut and Pennsylvania just to kind of get them on the gun so they even know what, what they're, you know, thinking about getting. But it's it's strange to be in a state like this because hunting is really big here. Um, there are a lot of pro-gun folks here. So it's strange to, to feel like, you know, you are amongst a lot of people that are like-minded, but yet as a whole, as the state, as the government is is here, the local government, uh, it is still very restrictive. And that goes obviously with the SAFE Act and everything else. So it's it's kind of a weird dichotomy because it feels like it's a state that really would, would be pro-gun, but is incredibly not. I actually, I didn't even realize that you couldn't walk into a store and hold a gun. I didn't either. Yeah, you can't even like breathe on it. I mean, like it's that... It is that strict where they, when you go into a store, they will ask you for your permit before they'll even take the gun out of the case to show you. And, and again, yeah. it's like, you know, I think, you know, as a woman, you know, obviously our, our physical, our bodies are very different, how we're sort of designed. And so even something as silly as how does a gun feel in someone's hand and is it comfortable for them to shoot? And it's like, how do you know that without actually getting to spend some time with it or even just, you know, put it in your hands exactly. and you, you can't even do that. It's crazy. Wow. That is crazy. Have you done uh, any other kinds of training or is it mostly firearms based? Have you done like medical stuff or do you have interest in that stuff? Yeah, no, I have massive interest. Uh, I have to say there's there's a great class that I took with uh, with Kyle DeFore that was very tactical for, for pistol shooting, but also kind of incorporated uh, some of the TCCC sort of training. So using tourniquets, quick clot, things like that. Um, it also incorporated you know, edge weapons and doing some blade work and whatnot. I'm I'm fascinated by that stuff. I mean, I feel like in order to be a well-rounded, you know, I, I got into firearms really from the mindset of self-defense. So that being said, that also kind of goes along with having the medical training because it's like, all right, well, say you are in a gunfight and you do get shot. It's like most, most you know, uh, handgun wounds are survivable. And it's really just how you approach it, how you're able to, um, you know, medically take care of yourself in the moment. So I'm a big advocate of that. And I actually, in a lot of my classes that are coming up this year, I'm hoping to implement more of that type of um, coincide training so that students are not just getting the, the sense of, you know, what it means to defend themselves with a firearm, but also um, being able to provide themselves or their loved ones some medical care. And and I think, I mean, I just think working with knives is awesome and I mean it's just I think it's kind of sexy to be honest now granted I would prefer a firearm because I like to be able to create distance with my attacker but um, I have to say working with knives has actually been kind of a growing interest of mine too all right that's a little creepy <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay says Balthazar <laughs> exactly yes <laughs> uh, so being a female in the industry what's your what are the biggest frustrations um being a female and then like what you see with females in the industry? Ugh, where do I start? Um, so I guess, you know, first and foremost, it's for the very reason I started teaching, it's this whole concept that, you know, women come into the scene and like they clearly don't know anything that like I, I'm sort of being patted on the head like, oh, that's, that's cute that you want to shoot. 
I mean, even as recent as, you know, this last year, this past shot show I went to, I was at a couple of the range days and I can't even tell you how many times I walked up to the line at, you know, whatever particular little station was going on. And I had the operator there that was manning that station literally ask me, like, do you know how to operate this? And, and I get it from like their perspective of maybe being like a range safety officer. They just, they need to verify. But funny enough, they did not ask that question to any of the men that came before me or the men that came after me in line. So, you know, obviously there was a bit of a, um, a sense that, oh, it's a chick. She, she probably doesn't know how to load a magazine. Uh, so that's, that's really frustrating because, you know, I, I think my hope is that in time that, that mentality will change a bit. Uh, and then obviously also, you know, it's, I think prior to my coming into the gun gun scene, you know, what I was told and what I'd seen is that, you know, these very scantily clad women were like kind of a big, it was kind of a big selling point, a big marketing kind of angle for a lot of gun companies, which at the time may have worked when their demographic, their audience was 99.9% men. Uh, and I get it. Like, I understand from a male perspective, a pretty girl that's like, you know, showing a little skin is probably very, very appealing. But I think as a woman that's serious about my shooting and is serious about training, um, you know, I can't really see that being much of an appeal for women coming into the scene. And I'm hoping that, you know, a lot of these companies start to figure out like, look, we need to change our marketing and how we, how we sell this, how we sell our products. Because I tell you, when I look on a, on a thread on my Instagram or, or Facebook or whatnot, and I start to see companies that just all they do is promote half-naked chicks, I start to unfollow because mm -hmm. at this point, I'm like, okay, I get it worked for you for at one point, but now, like, there's too many really amazing women that are moms, that are daughters, that are grandmas, that are wives, that they're coming onto the scene, and you need to be able to appeal and market to them too, and that's not really the way to go about it. And then you, you end up with instances like uh, the Terran Tactical Innovations drama, the uh, Glamour Magazine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's just, I it, mean, it doesn't work anymore, I don't think. No. And it's like, you know, again, I, I you know, I, it's like teaching an old dog new tricks. Like, I understand at some point that probably was really lucrative for a lot of these businesses. But, you know, when you start having women that are like, I, I love going and looking at guns. I mean, I'll go online. I look at people's social media feeds to see what new products they've got going on. And, you know, it's like I'm a serious gun owner, so I don't really want to have my my online shopping interrupted by like somebody's boobs in my face. Like, I'm sorry, like that <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't really do anything for me. And it really doesn't help me want to get excited about your company, because clearly like your agenda is just to sell sell sex. And, you know, I'm actually looking to be a serious you know person that's interested in firearms in my own sense of uh, self-defense. Do you think that that kind of turns you off to certain products? Yeah, it does. I, I have to say, like, I've recently especially, you know, at first I thought, well, you know, let me let me not come into it too harshly and let me just keep an open mind. And, and I've tried. And, you know, I, I think once I start to see certain brands, uh, that's their only focus, then I really start to lose respect, unfortunately. Because I just, to me, I don't relate to that. As a, as a female shooter, I really don't relate to it. And, and I actually... I'm happy to hear, you know, after this recent SHOT Show, I, I got to talk to a lot of different companies and and they're starting to see that too. And they're really kind of changing how they approach their whole, uh, you know, marketing platform, their social media, because it's true. Like, I, it, you know, I, again, I, I hate to come into it with like judgment because I, I'm, I'm not judging the women in particular. Like, I'm sure there's great qualities about them. I just, I realizing coming from like an entertainment world, well, let's use this, this correlation. So I came from entertainment and with this whole, you know, me too campaign where sex and sexuality, uh, sort of was taken and exploited as a, as a means of like, I don't know, there, there, it became a subculture of entertainment it was this whole thing of objectifying women. And obviously it's, it's now come to a head and it's becoming a really big issue in entertainment. I almost feel like at some point that may happen in the gun culture because it's very similar and it's just really about you know these companies using women to objectify them and i just i can't stand next to that like i just yeah. i don't agree with that at all mm -hmm. yeah so you've actually uh this has been a pretty awesome discussion you, you've used words that i had to actually look up i've been taking notes uh haberdashery <laughs> dichotomy yeah. no, nomenclature so i'd like you to don't get know what those mean 
No, I had, I had to go to dictionary.com and look them all up. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I'm kidding you. I'm like, oh my God. Ava was about to fire you. I, I literally, I was like, okay. But Drink let's, some more coffee. Let's talk about some things that, uh, that are a little bit closer to my heart. Like, uh, what are your favorite guns? Oh my goodness. Um, well, I have I have a few. Uh, you know, I have a, a Louis Vuitton Cerakota Glock that's like, probably one of my like goofy conversation pieces because I, I really can't take myself too seriously. Um, but uh, I, I do have one that's probably my ultimate favorite. And uh, it's actually the only gun that I own that has a name. Uh, I was I was never one of those people that likes names my cars or anything like that. But uh, I have a, a beautiful Wilson Combat that I got uh, for myself actually for for my 40th birthday. It was it was, you know, I thought that's like kind of a big like benchmark, you know, birthday. And I'm like, what am I going to get for myself? And uh, I saw this. It's a color case hardened uh, Wilson Combat 1911. And it's the um, uh, the CQB Elite. And I've named her Margaret, uh, <laughs> basically. <laughs> so she's you know, she's this beautiful piece. Uh, she shoots incredible. And everybody always asks me. They're like, oh, she just must be like, you know, a range or a, a safe queen. And uh, actually, no, I, I'm... I love taking her out. She's probably one of the best shooting guns I own, I would imagine. That's pretty awesome. Uh, Wilson Combat does make some nice stuff. And naming your guns, guys, I don't know if you know this or not, but it's called anthropomorphizing. Oh, yeah. No, we knew that. Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. There you go. <laughs> Why right. don't you teach us something we don't know, Sean? All right. Well, let's talk a little bit about anti-disestablishmentarianism. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Actually, what surprises me the most is that you said you're 40 or for your 40th birthday. And I'm like, holy shit. I was you thinking look that great too. for your age. Yeah, that's well, exactly thank you. what I was Yeah, thinking. no, I mean, it's, I, I think I have my grandma's genetics. I will attribute that to like my Italian bloodline. Um, but no, I mean, I think, you know, it's, it, again, coming from entertainment, you you learn to live your life. And, and I'm pretty youthful. So like, for me, that was, that was also why too, you know, I, I came into the gun scene kind of later in life, which... It, I think helps me also relate to a lot of my students who may or may not have grown up around it. And, you know, I'm of the philosophy that it's never too late to try something totally new. And, and I did. And I, and I realized that I actually had a passion for something that I, I never would have known otherwise. So I'm, you know, super excited. And, and is, I, I kind of grew up uh, in the, in the least entertainment industry with always like hiding your age. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to embrace my age because I think that's also goes along with like, empowering women and you know not being shameful of of aging and aging gracefully and you know like i said it's it's never too late to try something new absolutely my mommy actually she used to always say always tell people you're older than what you are because then people will be like wow she looks great for her age but if you lie and say that you know like oh yeah i'm 25 they're like oh my god that lady looks horrible for 25 <laughs> exactly. and i and i'm like you know my mom is definitely onto something <laughs> No, so it's, yeah, it's I'm true. 42. I'm I'm 40 as well. Yep. <laughs> you look so great for someone that should be dead. Oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> that was really mean, Sean. That <laughs> well, was very mean. Well, I think Sean might be out of a job in about five. Oh minutes. yeah, definitely. That's cool. <laughs> you know how many people there are that could do this tech stuff? <laughs> I mean, yep. really, we just need a prank caller at this point. Yeah. Well, yeah, we kind of do. We'll <laughs> go into that later on, but some of us got a little too drunk and some of us had to pick up the slack for others yeah. yesterday. Oh, I heard about this. I, I yeah. sadly, I didn't get to listen in, but I, I did hear about the um, the aftermath of that. <laughs> How are you feeling today? <laughs> so, okay, here's the thing. I'm really mad at myself because on my Facebook, I uh, I put some motivational Monday quote <laughs> where it was like, uh, you don't get what you wish for, you get what you work for. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to make Monday my bitch. I'm going to conquer this week. I'm going to get stuff done. And we go to the office and we figured, all right, let's have some Bloody Marys uh, because we have to get a little loose for the prank calls. And uh, I didn't eat anything beforehand, put way too much vodka in my cup, (laughs) definitely got drunk. And I couldn't even make any. I I made one prank call. Uh, The other one we had to we yeah, it did it didn't even work out uh, I was like, it, just hang up just it, hang up i can't it, even talk right now i'm so drunk it was a shit it was a train wreck <laughs> <laughs> so so then sean had to do all of the prank calls so for the next couple of weeks no, guys, the next two months yeah i i just want to apologize but all of the prank calls are going to be sean <laughs> but, but we were cheering him on in the background we yeah. were cheering him on and great. luckily sean has a lot of different voices a lot of just dis- different personalities so uh it's not going to be the same character 
<laughs> no, I had to I had to change it up a little bit. We had to introduce a lot of new characters. So, yeah, oh not not too so, excited. So now about you it. you've just become schizophrenic. <laughs> Basically, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I hang out with Ava, and she's schizophrenic. So. Yeah, it's wearing on him. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, she always gives herself pep talks from other personalities, which is a little bit weird. Yeah, actually, that's not a lie. I, I legit do that. <laughs> Well, you know, it's it's all about daily affirmations, right? He's like, he's like, what are you doing? I'm all, Beth is giving Ava a pep talk right now. <laughs> and I realize that sounds creepy, but sometimes, you know, you just, you need those pep talks. Yeah. I think you do. I, I think, uh, I know now, to, I'm going to send you a mirror and I think uh, you should you should do a daily pep talk for yourself <laughs> in like a thousand different voices. Right. Exactly. I love it. All right. So wrapping up, what, what future plans do you have? Uh, I think uh, I'm actually really looking forward to it. I think that this is going to be like a fun year. I, I have a, a number of uh, different possible ventures that are coming out of, of Shasha this year, working with some companies. Um, again, trying to help them figure out, you know, their women's lines, um, getting more products that are geared, you know, especially in the clothing market uh, for concealed carry wear and range wear and things like that. Um, and then just really kind of developing my uh, my my firearms training company and kind of expanding the types of classes that I'm offering. Cause like I said, I, I'm, you know, I'm moving away from just the basic pistol. Cause I think that that's important and I, I want to offer it, but I also want to, I really want to make these women, you know, excuse my language. I kind of want to make them badasses. So mm-hmm. I am really hoping to do more tactical based training with a lot of the, the women in my class. So that's kind of my goal for this year is just to see where that happens and where that goes. Perfect. Very cool. So where can people find you online? Uh, I'm kind of all over the place. Uh, so I'm, uh, you can find me on Facebook at Tactigal Inc. Uh, I'm also on Instagram. My uh, handle is Tactigal NYC. Uh, and then I also have a website. So that would be um, tacticalinc.com is the, uh, the website. So yeah, please reach out, find me. I'm always open for questions. You know, I, I always have a lot of people ask me, you know, for any kind of input or advice or, you know, just whatever, even if it's about gear and things, um, I'm always happy to help and, uh, Try to spit the word. Fantastic. Uh, do you want to hear the creepiest thing ever? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for prank, 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 prank. I, that annoys me so bad. Let's try that again. It's time for prank calls with Malcolm and Gertrude. for calling bedsgunshop.com. Your call may be recorded for quality assurance. Thank you for calling bedsgunshop.com. My name is Courtney. How can I help you? Hello, my name is Balthazar. (laughs) Uh, I went to the website and I got a pop-up about a giveaway for Hickok 45. Have you seen that? Mm-hmm. Yes. I would like to enter that, please. Mm-hmm. Let me get you all pulled up here. I think it's just something you do on the website, but... Uh, I'm sorry. I don't trust the website. I like to speak to humans. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> um, what's your first and last name? Balthazar. B-A-L... T-H-A-Z-A-R? Johnson is the last name. J-O-H-N-S-O-N? Yes. Email? Chelsea, C-H-E-L-S-E-A, Wolf, 42, at gmail.com. I'm going to repeat that just to make sure that I spelled it correctly because you're kind of muffled on the phone. I feel like you might be too close to the... To the speaker portion. That's just um, my voice. <laughs> so I have C H E L S E A W O L F 42 at gmail.com. Yes. Do you know what the 42 stands for? It's the answer to life and everything. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. No, it's actually, uh, it has a lot of roots in the occult. And. Um, <laughs> That's the reason that I use it for that. Let me ask you this. How often do you get phone calls from people such as me? I'm sorry, sir. I can't understand anything that you're saying. Do you like Hickok 45? 
I'm sorry, try that again. I, I can't I can't understand any words that you're saying to me right now. You're so muscled on the phone. Are you familiar with Hickok 45? I am. You would think that my email address would be 45 because he's my hero, but it's not. It's 42. <laughs> what's your favorite kind of firearm? Um, and then what's going to be a good number for you? It's going to be 719-2213. Do you like goth- Did you say 3213? 2213. Do you like goth music? I do. There is a lot of uh, firearms and goth music. Is that why you work for Bud's Gun Shop? No. No? Uh, what, what What made you choose to work there? Um, because they gave me a job. That's very interesting. I, I, there, there's a lot of reasoning behind that, I suppose. Yeah, um, no, I understand. I, it's, a, it's, a small, it's a small local company. Um, I know people who work here and, and have liked the likes the business and liked everything that they do. So. Uh, I understand. I, I live in my mother's basement still, but uh, someday I hope to find a job just like that and find the satisfaction that you have found for yourself. Okay, cool. <laughs> so let me ask you this. Uh, can you? Uh, can I call you directly so that you could enter me in this every day? Um, I don't... Is it a daily thing that you can... I didn't even know. Like, I... Okay. You're asking the I, wrong If it's a daily person. thing, then go for it. Yeah, you can give me a call. I'll give you my extension. That's fine. Great. What's the extension? It is going to be 7747. 7747. That's also numbers that are rooted in the occult. I don't know if you know that. All righty. Is there anything else that I can assist you with? No, that's, that's excellent, and I will think about you for the rest of the day. Thank you very much. All right. Not a problem. You have a fantastic day, okay? You too. 42. Mm-hmm. Bye. A- am I red right now? Yep. <laughs> God. I don't even know why I do this. I feel like we should send that lady flowers. I know, no Poor kidding. Thing. I know, but don't say that it's from Balthazar. <laughs> no. I'll send him directly to her house. Hashtag 42. <laughs> exactly. God. So creepy. I know. I'm I'm creeped out that you even have that creepy... Like, aura going hey, on. Hashtag acting. Okay. <laughs> Maybe it was just the true Sean coming. Uh, I know. That's what I'm afraid of. Okay. Uh, Lacey, do you want to switch seats? <laughs> no, okay. 42 <I'm> personalities. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm sorry, uh, Brie Michael Warner, that you had to be subjected to that. No, that and, was pretty. I'm pretty impressed. I think you may have actually got a date out of it. I think. I think she <laughs> she gave you her extension. I think you should go for it. Well, I know, she right? was like so creeped out. She's like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I guarantee you that's not even the extension. Sure, forty-four, <laughs> seventy-three. Okay, yeah. That's what, exactly. Oh my gosh. I don't know. Anyway, I, I would like to forget that that ever happened, and uh, I don't think I'm ever going to bring Baltazar back. But we have prank calls with oh him. Oh my so, god, I forgot. So even though you may not want to bring him back, the listeners are not. Back. Yeah, they're not done listening. All right, so everyone's going to be here in the future. Leave us reviews on iTunes and let us know if you like a Balthazar. Uh, please say no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to hear it. But let's let's talk about a new gun that came out. Tactic talk, discussing popular guns and gear. Love it, hate it, find out now. So Smith & Wesson just came out with this new M&P Shield. It's a 380. It's called the Shield EZ. EZ. Not just easy, but easy. Easy. Uh, it's weird, though. Why didn't they... You would think that they would have uh, unveiled this at SHOT Show instead of like two weeks later. Yeah, I don't know right? exactly. Isn't that kind of weird, yeah. the timing on it? But uh, nonetheless, I kind of interested to to shoot one um i mean the shield you know it's not full size but it's still it's much bigger than most of the 380s out there so i think that it would be a decent gun to maybe even train somebody on if they want to you know move up from a 22 yeah yeah and a couple things about it that i found really interesting are first off they've uh, basically eliminated the hinged trigger that has plagued most uh, modern mps even in the 2.0 line which is better but still not great and they've actually put a grip safety on it, which this is kind of a departure, especially for their MMP line. Um, adjustable sights, 3.6 inch barrel. Uh, I'm sorry, adjustable rear sight uh, for. 
I don't know. I, I think it's kind of cool. They've got a loaded chamber indicator on it. Uh, it looks like they kind of went through some of their competition and they were like, okay, this, 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 and this, and kind of just filled out the check boxes. So I am definitely curious. Uh, you know, I do love the MMPs. I don't have any 380s. I know that historically they've had the bodyguard 380, things like that. But, you know, the 2.0 line, uh, I definitely love. So I'm, I'm really curious about this. I saw it this morning. Definitely wanted to talk about it. Have you seen this, Bree? No, and, it, and, and Ava made a great point, like, you know, because I was like, I don't remember seeing this at SHOT Show. Well, that, that would explain it, that it just launched. Um, but no, I'm looking at it online, too, right now. And, you know, it is interesting. Like, I, I always have mixed feelings about the um, the grip safety because, you know, mainly if, if you are injured and you don't have, you know, full hand strength, you know, does that implement, you know, impact your ability to actually be able to fire? But it is interesting. Like, I, I definitely would say I'm, I'm liking that they did away with that hinge trigger because that was always something that I... I kind of felt like anytime I've, I've dealt with like a, a regular MMP shield, I always wanted to swap out the trigger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so they're go- it's it's going in the right direction, which is great. Yeah, and Ava, you you actually carry a three three eighty. You carry the Glock forty two. Is this something that might interest you in kind of changing up, or are you? Mm, no, I I mean not as far as carry, but I think like I said for students, I think this would be a, a nice gun to train them on because. Mm-hmm. Other than like what, like the Walther PK 380, um, there's not too many 380s out there that are larger than your typical bodyguard, the Glock 42, the LCP. Exactly. So, yeah, most of them are pretty tiny. Even like the SIG, the the P238. I mean, those, those are, are all tiny. Those are really tiny, which are great. I mean, I love you know I carry the the 938, um, the nine millimeter as like my everyday carry, and I love it for the fact that it is tiny. But yeah, you're right. It's you know, as far as training on that, that's always very challenging because it is so tiny. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And and like I said, like, I mean, a lot of a lot of students, they'll see that tiny gun. They think it's going to be easy to operate, less recoil, but it's quite the opposite. So this yep. might be in that aspect. I would like to check it out because I think that it would be uh, a decent gun to train somebody on. Yeah. And the first thing and other features that they mentioned is easy to rack slide, which I think, you know, some people just definitely have problems racking the slide as we see in classes all the time. So mm-hmm. that right there might be a, an interesting removal of a barrier to entry. Yeah. Well, it looks like it's got like, um, beside like the, the serrations in the slide, but it looks like there's like kind of grooves where mm-hmm. you're actually able to get more of your, your grip onto the slide. So when you're, when you're working that action, it definitely looks like it's probably a little easier and less likely to slip. Yeah. And I will say Can that. I- they have that front serration. Do they normally? They don't normally have On the those. MMP 2.0s, they, they put the scalloping at the front bottom oh, okay. of the slide. Uh, one thing I will say that, that putting in the, the grip safety, it removes the ability to change the back straps, which I kind of love about them because regardless of what your hand size is, you can replace the palm swallow the back strap on yeah. all the 2.0 stuff. And that basically goes away with this. So you're kind of just stuck with the size of the grip as it comes from, from the factory. Yeah, that's a great point, actually. Yeah, mm-hmm. this uh, will retail three ninety nine. You'll probably be able to find it for three twenty something, something like that. Um, but yeah, I'm curious, and obviously, I'm a fanboy of the MMP line, especially the two point So uh, this will probably find its way into my safe. That's cool. That's what's up. <laughs> you have to let us know how it goes. <laughs> I will definitely. I would have loved to have shot this at shot. I'm, I'm kind of bummed that it wasn't. There. I know it is. It's so weird that they just now unveiled it. Because I'm wow. like, okay, two weeks. It's been two weeks that we've been back, right? Or is, I think it been so. a week? I'm like, I don't even know. Ever since Shaw Show, I feel like I'm just kind of uh, just getting by. But it uh, it is weird, the timing that they decided to unveil it. Unless they just really wanted the 2.0s to kind of take center stage and then felt like, you know, this would have been like oversell. But yeah, I mean, I think this would have been an, an awesome gun to shoot on, especially like on the media days just to kind of get a sense of it. Mm-hmm. And honestly, with the splash that the SIG uh, P365 P365 made, they kind of may have wanted to battle it with something like this. I don't know. I would agree with yeah. that wholeheartedly because that one definitely, you know, that had a big selling point in yeah. any of the range days and whatnot. And that was sort of taking uh, Took you know, the stage. front row. Mm-hmm. Agree. All right. Speaking of other cool guns, let's talk about Huntac gear. Let's talk about Huntac gear and play this. I played that just because Jake wears a skirt. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you have to say yeah. about Huntac gear, Ava? 
Uh, I personally use his products. Uh, really cool, uh, well made. Um, have you, Bree? Are you familiar with Huntack Gear? Yeah. No, I'm I'm clicking on their website right now. Like you're you're you guys were learning words. I'm learning like some really cool gun company stuff, like gear companies. So no, I have not uh, seen their stuff yet. So he they have the V1 series. Uh, if you like that skeletonized look. Or if you just are you if you're looking to build an AR and uh, decrease a lot of the weight on that, yeah, these would be some awesome products for it. They uh, they have some they have the angle foregrip, uh, the handguard, the upper. Um, it's all kind of he took out a lot of the extra material in order to you know produce something that looks great but also weighs next to nothing. And I think no, that's. That- so I, I think that's actually one of the great things about it is he, he took a bunch of material out of the upper, especially in the Picatinny area where you're going to have most of your material, uh, kept all the structural strength and it really removed a lot of weight in places where it's not 100% necessary. I think that's clever. I, I do love his handguard and the upper. I love the way that the design continues all the way through. Uh, I really like mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great. well, that's the thing. Like, you know, a lot of times these skeletonized ones, they either look like they're not super functional or like they're so design heavy, but they don't really have the functionality or... They're still really functional, but they just kind of look wonky. This actually is, this is sexy. I'm looking at this right now. This is pretty sexy. It is, yep. Yep, I'm a, I'm a big fan. So go check them out, huntackgear.com. That's H-U-N-T-A-C gear.com. And Ava, I don't know, do we get a discount on that? I can't remember. Uh-huh, you sure do. You get 10% off if you use the code GUNFUNNY10. Wait a minute. This is another discount code that you didn't tell me about? <laughs> You okay, have made Balthazar very angry. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm I sorry, here. I'll even pay the difference. You get 50% off. Just don't hurt me. This is my excited voice. <laughs> I knew about the code, and Dang I'm going to make it my goal. Let's see. It is... February 6th. Yep. So I'm going to make it my goal to try and have my AR built by mid-March now, because I need to just do this. It's just sitting there. Dang, mid-March? Yeah. Dang. That's pretty. It's uh, a bold strategy, Cotton. Yeah. We'll see how it works out for her. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm not going to give a date, okay? <laughs> the middle of March. I mean, that's like the middle. Yeah, that's, that's a, it gives me some wiggle room. It's a one week wiggle room. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> hey, Lacey, since you're so good at reading reviews, do you want to read the reviews that we got? <laughs> Here we go again. Hooked on phonics work for her. <laughs> or not. <laughs> Someone go put a new mono ultra microscopic silico volcano coniosis into uh, into a review so that Lacey has to read it. <laughs> Sean, <laughs> if I have to read that, you have to do Balthazar again. That's how that's never mind. Go. Forget oh, it. Dang. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> All right. So the first review is five stars by KL86. Great show. Found the show via Instagram and so glad I did. Good show. Listen to it. Well said. Quick and to the point. I mm-hmm. like it. I can read that. Five stars. Gerald Conway, awesome show. I've listened to all the episodes and they're great. Great product reviews, funny commentary, and always good guests. The prank calls are super funny. I look forward to them each episode. Keep up the good work. I feel like I should screw up just to screw up. <laughs> no, that was actually no. really good. We were all no, just sitting here think, in stunned silence. I know. I think Sean screws up enough for all of us. So That's true. No need to do that, Lacey. I haven't Perfect. screwed up once today except for coming to the office. Oh, and then when you went to go play the prank call. The prank call. That's you not my fault. Yeah. It's software issue. Uh-huh. I don't uh, know what to say. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't know what to say. Hey, I'm not the only one who had technical difficulties today. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, my, my technical savvy here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How do I do this? All right, look, guys. The point is we're all here together now. Yes. Yes. And this is a bully-free zone. <laughs> and the show's almost over. And <laughs> the show's Aww. almost over. <laughs> Uh, do you want to play some music? Give me some intros. I mean, you're getting kind of lazy, Sean. Can you Sean. do something? Sure. <laughs> All right. Woo. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm sorry. That Hold on. Riveting. I got this. No, I don't like that one. How about this one? Uh. If that doesn't pump you up, I don't know what does. I'm pretty pumped. All right. <laughs> pumped for what? Uh, to wrap this shit up and go to the gym. Haha, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> just hey, kidding. I was like, hey, you, you don't even have a gym membership. I know, I know. <laughs> I feel like you just stole my life. 
All right, guys. So if you want to find us, you can go to gunfunny.com. We're on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, iTunes, you name it. We're there. Uh, on the website, we put all of the discount codes that we've gotten. So if you guys are uh, in the market to buy something, definitely click on the link with the that has the discount codes and check out all of the companies that um, that have given us codes to offer to you guys. Uh, we also offer a we have a Patreon. Uh, if you want to donate to the show, if you enjoy the show, you want to pledge. We have offered a lot of different little perks. Uh, even just if you donate a dollar, we um, give you access to our patron only Facebook page, which Brie, you are, you are a patron. Yeah, I love it. I think it's awesome. Do you love it? Or are you like, oh my God, those drunks again, <laughs> they're no, going live. Because, you know what? I think like, it's, I think it's great to like, you can't take your crap too seriously. And I, I just, I think uh, in this day and age, I think just having fun and, and just kind of relaying that to other people. I mean, I, the gun culture should be fun. You know, yeah. there's all this drama, like, you know, you're saying with the Terran tactical and all that stuff. It's like, I'm so tired of drama. I just want to have a good time. Exactly. And so everyone on that in that group is a lot of fun. Uh, we all kind of pick on each other. We post funny things. Um, we enjoy it, but and glad to hear that you enjoy it, too. <laughs> you can see me like bust my finger with a high point yesterday. Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> that was actually pretty funny. Yeah, that- <laughs> We needed to break up the ice for our drinks and we couldn't find anything. So Sean grabbed his high point and that's what he used as the ice pick. Yep. Third- that's, that's probably about what it's good for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Third hit in. It uh, busted my finger up. Still hurts today, but I'm okay. I'm staying strong. I'll- Walk it out. Yep. <laughs> I rubbed some exactly. dirt on it. So if you, if anybody wants to become a Patreon, where can they go, Sean? They can go to patreon.com slash gunfunny. And we also have like this king of the Patreon thing that we do. So whoever's the top uh, contributor every single month will say their name and their message on the show. And right now we're tied uh, with two king of the Patreons. Yeah. So, I mean, this is a good opportunity for companies. You could put in your website, discount code, whatever you want. So I would definitely go check that out. Patreon.com slash gunfunny. And who are our... Kings of the Patreons this this month or this episode. Lacey? Um, Corbin Bonafide and oh my favorite, Gollum's Cockring. Yeah. Oh, perfect. <laughs> so that's well, that sounds fancy. Yeah. That's- it's so fancy. Oh my goodness. I think everyone should just go check it out. <laughs> my precious. <laughs> that is very relevant to Balthazar's interests. <laughs> In the occult. <laughs> All right, awesome. So Ava, is it time to go? It is. Yep. All right. It's time to go conquer what I did not conquer yesterday because I got drunk and fell asleep. <laughs> well, like uh, before it, it's I ate a bunch of waffles and then I fell asleep. <laughs> but today I'm going to tackle it and uh, we're going to get stuff done. I guarantee in one hour we'll be doing a live video of Ava drunk on the couch in my office. Like, <laughs> and I'll injure myself with a high point in some way. But Bree, thanks so much for being here. It was awesome to meet you and everyone. Uh, Absolutely. Thank you guys for having me. It was a lot of fun. Look at the show notes. You can find Brie all over the place. Do do I say Brie Michael or do I say Brie or like, how do I refer to you? Uh, Well, my my full first name is Brie. So Michael is the middle name. But yeah. Yeah. All right. Great. I'll let you call me Brie. (laughs) Hey, it was just, it was written everywhere. Or Michael Warner. We don't even know. (laughs) Okay, Sean. All right. I've had enough uh, abuse for the day. So we're going to go ahead and close this out. Let's get out of here. Awesome. Bye guys. Want to send feedback? Suggest a place to prank call? Tell us about a company or anything else? Go to gunfunny.com forward slash contact.